today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast, Jason. Katie. Derek here. So guys, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Great start, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just shouted my Real name professional. so loudly. The uh, fallout, the response to the uh, decision of the Los Angeles District Attorney to not charge uh, the attacker of Dave Chappelle with a felony um, is coming fast and furious from the com- comedy community, right? Heather McDonald, uh, famous comedian. Mm-hmm. You must know her well, Katie, I would think. You uh, being a famous comedian I never yourself. made it quite to the Heather McDonald level, never but I that. have heard of her and seen her stand up and she's very funny. So TMZ's cameras got her out and she was apoplectic, I think, about the relaxed, reduced charges that were filed against uh, the attacker. Isaiah Lee is his name. Um, he was charged. Oh, he's been charged by the city attorney in Los Angeles, which, as the name sounds, is is uh, a city group. The L.A. district attorneys for the county. The L.A. district attorney files felonies. City attorney only misdemeanors. And the city attorneys come forward with misdemeanor charges because the L.A. district attorney passed on it. Didn't think there was quite enough to charge. And, with and you got to set the stage here. George Gascon is the is the district attorney. He has a reputation ran on a platform of. I don't know how to put this gently, but soft on crime, right? I mean, he's one of the only, you know, district attorneys. Most of the time uh, they come out and they're like, I'm going to clean up this town. That's not how Gascon ran. Gascon ran as we are overpopulated in our prisons. We are too hard on criminals. I'm going to soften some of this. Well, remember it was in the, his election was in the awake, in the wake of George Floyd and a lot of other things where there was a lot of criticism of police and George Gascon sort of, he didn't criticize the police, but he came in and said, look, we need to reduce prison sentences, reduce the incarceration rates. And I'm going to do that by being softer on crime. And people have been trying to recall him, right? Yeah, I see celebrities all the time. Effort. George Gascon, uh, I think Very the, controversial. the likelihood yeah. of him being recalled is nearing 100%. He, every celebrity endorsement has come out in favor of his recall. Every personal endorsement that I've heard about has been in favor of his recall. Although, to be fair, he ran on this, and he's delivering on this. So people agree. voted for George Gascon yep. on this platform, and he's doing it. So I don't know why they're upset now. Maybe they, they, they didn't really like, want uh, what they wish for. Yeah, there's a lot of crime <laughs> in the city and so forth. Sign this petition. Putting aside the emotion of it all, Derek, there is enough, it seems to be enough evidence that he could have been charged with with uh, a felonies here, Isaiah Lee, but he just wasn't. There was an election made not to, and it's such a weird thing for Gascon to do, knowing that he's facing a recall, knowing that he's likely to lose the recall, and knowing that a high-profile moment to really throw the book at somebody. It's baffling. I mean, this is a high-profile case. It doesn't look like a particularly hard case. You see a guy run up on stage on video, all of this, lots of video too because it's at the Hollywood Bowl, lunge at Dave Chappelle. They found a bayonet, a handheld bayonet on him. I mean, this is assault with a six-inch blade. With a six-inch blade. I mean, this is an easy, as far as, you know, cases go, assault with a deadly weapon kind of felony case. And he passed on it. Maybe he did it to you know, reinforce that message. But you're right. He's under attack, George Gascon, and is probably going to not win or get recalled. So I don't understand the move. I don't either. Katie, you, I was joking earlier about your knowledge of Heather McDonald, but you've been on, you're a comedian. You've been on stage before. Do you think that it's an overreaction that people are having to this fear that comedians now feel on stage? Or do you think this is actually something that might impact the community? Oh, no, I definitely think it's impacting the community. I mean, you used to have to worry about a, a loud heckler, maybe someone standing up, maybe somebody throwing something at you on stage. And now it's insane because we just see all these people charging onto stage now. And Heather McDonald actually has a perfect solution. She said she's going to start giving out free tickets to cops to her show <laughs> to provide <laughs> security. She's so angry in this clip. And I don't blame her. I mean, it's a it's a terrifying time. Let and I ask- think the more you see someone 
someone charge on stage, the more people get it in their heads that they can then go out and do the same thing. So it's 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 terrifying. Let me ask you guys both a question. I've been thinking a lot about this. Part of going to comedy shows, especially small ones, this is at the Hollywood Bowl, so it's a big venue. This is sort of different. And I think it's they Chappelle. Could have, it's, and it's, it's Chappelle, got tons of security and, and the whole thing. It's a little different. But yeah. most comedy is very intimate. You yeah. go to these sort of dark rooms. Uh, the, the, you know, if you sit in the front row, you're literally feet from, from the performer. And part of comedy is the vibe of it. You don't really want armed sentries around a comedian. That, that They want to connect with the audience. So I don't know what the result of this will be. You don't. You want more security. You say that, but that will alter comedy, right? No, not security, but Heather McDonald saying like, hey, police guys, show up, sit in your plain clothes in the front row. And then if, you know, something right. goes down, so you plain get on clothes stage. Cops are the plain, plain well, clothes well cops. she made the point, though, that obviously Chappelle can afford security and have all his buddies around sure. and everything else. She doesn't have that luxury. Um, and so the vast majority of comedians don't. You're gonna have bouncers at the front of rooms, I guess. That's gonna be is the, the result. I mean, there's always, the there's usually almost they... always a bouncer, right? Like there's, there's usually sure. one or two guys in the club, whether it be even like a, the bartender that can, that if things start to go south, right. that'll drag people out. Um, so there's always that, but it sounds like we really need to to up it even more. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, or or comedians though. start pulling punches, which makes for worse comedy overall. If you have uh, you yeah. know chilling of their speech, so this is a bad yeah. situation. I mean, it does seem to have lent to you know more. I mean, more even violence. Chelsea Chelsea Handler's trainer was joking yesterday, saying he was he was working out with her, and he made a video saying he was going to teach her that day how to take a tackle because it's like <laughs> you know. Like Chelsea did a pretty good play. job for an older to... guy. I think I would have been writhing in pain with my I, sciatica. I don't like it when you use the word writhing. <laughs> <laughs> or sciatica for that matter. <laughs> uh, all right, so you want to should, should we move on? Let's yeah. move on. All right, yeah. so let's move on. So the next look, this is the biggest story of the past 2 weeks. We had the Kardashian trial, now that's over, Black China lost, but the Johnny Depp case moves on and now it's Amber's turn. So uh, you know, Amber has been giving her testimony over the last couple of days. This is direct testimony. We anticipated that the the shift in the mood was going to happen because Johnny Depp presented his affirmative case. Everyone started putting uh, you know dollars in Johnny Depp tip jars saying he was sort of unfairly maligned by Amber Heard. Well, now she's telling her whole tearful story and her testimony has been pretty compelling. But Johnny's saying, look, we knew this was coming. She's been preparing to give the performance of her life in this trial. What, what his reps are saying is, look, she's giving her own biased account of this. And they want to basically temper what's happening because the testimony she's giving is devastating. It's, it's very, very detailed. She's very emotional. Um, and she is describing horrific acts uh, or, or allegations of of sexual abuse. Lots and lots more violence than I think we've heard. And all at once hitting her, uh, you know, putting uh, bottles, liquor bottles in, in her sexually. Right. Sexually. Uh, I mean, it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's horrific. And she's describing these scenes with such specificity that I think that lends to uh, people believing it when you can recall something with right. with that kind of specificity. Uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. They are both actors. But that's where we are in the case. And I don't know where this sort of like ends up. I think she's described a lot of instances where uh, witnesses were around. I think she's got to present this whole case and then bring up some of those people to verify it. But her witnesses are going to be disabled in the same way his witnesses are. His witnesses are his bodyguards who are still on the dole. Hers are going to be her friends who are going to say, of course, Johnny Depp hit her. So you're left with a mess. This case is just a so, mess. So the subject to impeachment and cross-examination, obviously, but in, it, it'll dent their story. But I think it's going to be very hard to walk away from Amber Heard's testimony with anything but a pretty clear picture that she was the victim of repeated verbal, psychological, and physical abuse and sexual abuse. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's going to be hard, hard to get away from that. Now, I don't know where that ends things, right? Because he told very similar stories about her 
bananas antics and physical abuse and a verbal abuse and emotional abuse during his case too. And, and people were really starting to be kind of on his side, being like, oh my gosh, she's crazy. And we all said, just wait, wait till she takes a stand. So it's whoever's telling their story. They're both so compelling that whoever's telling their story, but I, I don't know, Amber really, I mean, to watch any of her testimony, it's really powerful. And she's just, she's, she's almost, she's emotional at some points, but then she's also very calm and she gives so many specific details that yeah. you're just, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to watch. We were watching this and there's an icky feeling you get watching yeah. a case like this. There was something about OJ that was like, that's murder. We're used to sort of true crime stories of that ilk. This is just a window into a very toxic relationship. I think either side would say this was messed up. Uh, you know, that was very volatile. They were very much in love and then they were very much out of love. And regardless of if, if you believe the, the actual physical abuse allegations, this was messy. I mean, they're showing yeah. pictures of him drawing on the walls oh, and, and fueled so by forth. drugs, which Lots is like, so I don't think, yeah. you know, they probably don't even remember certain parts of it. It's, the, it's wild. And, and there's this sort of, you know, belief that maybe it's just going to, the jury's just going to wash their hands of the whole thing and say, neither of you get anything, send them on their way. And, you know, you sort of got what you each deserved and wanted out of life. But I got to say, I think there's a deference to women who are the victims of abuse that might sort of lean in her favor a little bit here. I think it's hard for a jury to walk away and say she doesn't, and, and especially to the extent the jury is aware of this and has presented evidence of it, a huge financial disparity between the two of them. I mean, he's had his own financial woes, but the man is worth, you know. He owns islands in the Bahamas. Right, he's got exactly, a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and, and so I, I think it's going to be, she may be in a position to actually, and this, look, part of her testimony is to get, you know, to get, uh, an ownership of herself and her story and get people to believe her, but it's all about money in the end, right? It's a civil lawsuit. Yep. It's right. all about money. After his direct testimony, there's a lot of talk about, is Johnny Depp going to get his career back? I think, and, I, and I've been on this position, I said, it's going to sound good until she gets on the stand. And sure enough, it's hard to imagine a studio ever putting a lot of money behind a guy after this trial, right? You can't unhear you can't her unhear testimony, it. even I, regardless of how, what the jury finds in favor of, uh, you can't unhear his testimony. I would have a hard like a time. Monster. He does. He sounds, I think they're both going to take a hit to their career after this, honestly, which is, it's sad. Although to Jason's point, I think she may be able to recover just, you know, the testimony she's giving, and we have a small soundbite of it, but I don't think we should, everyone, everyone has heard it. She's very, very emotional. And uh, I think she could recover as a sort of sympathetic figure. The odds on him recovering after these allegations, you know, how can you see him in a, in Pirates of the Caribbean, a, a a Disney movie. It's impossible to imagine. Yeah. Maybe right. he'll do some eccentric B movies. I don't think he might. I don't think he'll go away completely. He's too big of a star for that. But I don't think he's going to be a big budget movies anymore. I just so, don't think a studio will have him out on a press tour. No. It's just yeah. hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So to, to move on a little bit here, you know, there have been few videos in the history of America that have resonated quite like the Kim K. Ray J. sex tape, and it, it's the gift that keeps on giving it's to all right of us, right? up there right? with Mary Poppins as a yeah, classic. Yeah, and the Zapruder film, I think. Um, so we have Ray J. and Kris Jenner seem to be at odds here. 
about who negotiated the sex tape, who they all acknowledge that they signed off with, they signed their rights off the sex tape. We've heard a lot about over the years about Kim K saying she's so victimized by the release of the sex tape. Well, she was there and she signed off on the release of the sex tape, as did Ray J. Now it's a dispute between Ray J and Chris as to who was actually the compelling force. Chris says she had nothing to do with the negotiations. Ray J says that's, that's insanity. Of course she was there. Um, what do you guys think? This was crazy. So the first three episodes or two episodes, right, of their Hulu show, the whole thing was based on Kanye went and got these this, got the hard drive back from Ray J and she's crying and she's so happy. And then Ray J came out and said, all of this is a lie. She's had there's two there's actually a second sex tape. And he claims that she's had both tapes the entire time in her possession right. in a Nike shoebox under her bed. Gets very specific about the location. So, and, you know, and he's saying, oh, Chris, Chris negotiated the whole deal. We knew that the Kardashians would come back and say, no, Chris didn't. I I, I'm inclined to believe Ray J, right? Like, she had to have a hand in it. I'm not only inclined to believe Ray J, I don't understand at this point what Chris and the Car- Chris <laughs> Jenner either. and Kim are doing because the Kardashians are too big to fail. Look, the sex tape is, they brought it up to launch this show. They created a whole new news cycle about the sex tape by having this, you know, Kanye scene rolling in a suitcase and her opening it and hugging the hard drive and, and so forth. And also, they took the keyboard, which was like, you know, you don't. That yeah, you don't need a keyboard. Anything. No need keyboard. for a mouse to your hard the, drive. You need to pack the keyboard but uh, that's okay wait a minute all the data is not so in the keyboard <laughs> she's just clutching she's just, it as if it couldn't have been saved anywhere else over the past 25 years it's ridiculous it's an absurd is scene. it one of those keyboards that has a slope in the middle because that can be very valuable <laughs> like there couldn't be a thumb drive of this sex tape know, in ray j's pocket as he hole, hands like over this massive mainframe <laughs> it's absurd the scene is absurd but chris at this point I don't know why she hasn't sort of leaned into the, yeah, I was the momager. I was the architect of this whole thing. To me, it, it couldn't tear down the edifice of the family at this point. The sex tape is the origin story of of, of her daughter and the rise of the family. And it seems absurd. They're, they're now straining credit, it's credibility too much. It's so, they it, weren't it, all involved uh, in it. Obviously, like they were, the fact that we she... saw it in like glossy covers means that they participated <laughs> in the release. Right. It, this wasn't an illicit tape. This right. was a tape it you was could released, buy from Vivid. I mean, Vivid, and Vivid obviously would have gotten... One of the cornerstones of of privacy law is that when people are engaged in sexual acts, if you then distribute that tape, no matter how you got it, you are going to be liable to the people that are on the tape. She could have sued Vivid for hundreds of millions of dollars a long time ago for this, and she didn't because, of course, she had signed away the rights. We all knew that. We knew it, and that's why I don't understand why I they don't just— I think she wants to just keep up this appearance Chris does of, like, she always tries to be, you know, I'm I'm a mom, but also I'm a businesswoman, but, yes. like, first and foremost, I'm a mom. She does not want to break that. She but all, I, wa- all it- I think is, first and foremost, you're a liar. That's what I think when I when I see these kind you. of, like, silly lies. Do you know right. what I mean? They're, they're unnecessary. I won't think less of Kim Kardashian. I won't think less of Kris Jenner. If anything, I'll think more that, that wow, they really, like, sort of crafted this whole but you the, know the, fame the thing that it's it's building really uh-huh. made clear to me that I wasn't aware of is that not everything you see on their TV show is real and I'm just stunned by this I know I, know. I, I, know. No I really thought it was all so real <laughs> I have no idea uh, this is one of the more absurd ones anyway yeah anyway moving on so uh Chrishell Staus from Selling Sunset is officially over her ex-boss she was dating Jason Oppen- Oppenheim and um, she's moved on with a uh, singer non-binary singer G-Spot so uh, she's a wonderful I'm name. She's flipped. I said she's flipped. I didn't even know. I was like, oh, well, his name is G Spot. Go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Their name is G Flip. <laughs> going to be they hard are, for me to recover. Yeah, after no, that. I, I think <laughs> we should just, just wrap up the set. Uh, anyway, G Flip is a non binary singer from Australia and uh, reportedly is actually living with. 
Chriselle now. They were seen out partying at the Abbey, and Chriselle actually um, made a statement. She said, I recently have been spending a lot of time with someone that's very important to me. Their name is G-Flip. They're non-binary, so they go by they, them, and they're an extremely talented musician. She being Chriselle has been involved in a couple very high-profile relationships, obviously, at the most recent Jason Abenheim, and it's, it's a, it seems like a departure for her, not necessarily, obviously because she's uh, now in, involved with a non-binary person, but also because they are an Australian kind of DJ, uh, kind of underground scene. And Chriselle, to me, was always sort of the most... She looks like Jasmine from... Well, Chriselle, it's it's interesting because Chriselle really wanted to have a baby with Jason. And that was kind of the reason why they split, right? So um, this is... It's just interesting because then she went and started dating uh, a much younger... uh, um, uh, They're only 27, Kind of like partying, DJ. Right. Mainstream. Chriselle's yeah. so mainstream to me. That That's, I guess, where I was going with this. She seems so mainstream, gorgeous. Yeah. But otherwise. Married an all-American guy, oh. then was with a, an all-American rich guy. A rich guy. guy. She seemed like yeah. such a this mainstream a person. Turn. This is such a left turn to non-mainstream. But she's, she looks really happy. I mean, they're out, she they're does. partying. She met, um, she met them doing their music video. I guess she flew to um, be in the video, and that's where they fell in love. And if anybody's curious, G-Flip is... Gorgeous, by the way. Gorgeous. I mean, it's, yes. you, you see I mean, why you the see this couple and you're like, oh my you, God, you, they right. are hot. Well, this will be interesting though. So Chrishell is 40 and she is, the whole season was about how much she wants to have a baby. Uh, G-Spot is 27 years G-flip. old. G-Flip. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. We, we can't, I mean, this <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I did not mean that. G-Flip, G-Flip is 27 years old. <laughs> I really I didn't mean I just looked right at Jason too. I like <laughs> locked eyes. Uh, G Flip is 27 years old. It, uh, it, are they in the same part of life uh, interested in building a family? Because that's a huge that's a huge thing to Chriselle. Well, I mean, unless just, it was a storyline. Now right? you kind of mean sexist, right? Because we see it all I the don't time know. with men in Hollywood. It's where, really true. Where they date younger younger women. Sexist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't catch a break on this segment, and I'd like to end it. We're gonna start calling you D Spot. <laughs> 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 Oh, all right, I think That'll on that, can we wrap? Is that we good? Yeah. We're good. All right, to... we got to get out of this podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for joining everybody. Uh, what do we say at the end? Uh, catch this, catch this podcast on YouTube, uh, Spotify, all the places you can get podcasts. Take I bet care. that's not what we say. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Bye. See you.